This scripture reading and the following address were part of the YouTube stream worship service from St Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia, on January 29, 2023. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au. The Holy Gospel as it is written in the Gospel according to Matthew chapter 5. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Yes, blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you, and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. Lord, as we meditate on your word, may we know your blessing and celebrate it with great joy. Fill us with your spirit, to hear the promises too, not only we're blessed in this age, but the age to come. Amen. One of the most commonly goal held goals for people of all cultures is seeking happiness. It's a seemingly simple thing, isn't it? A simple thing to aspire to, but in reality, true happiness proves to be more elusive than expected by citizens of more wealthy countries like Australia. Seems that uh, countries that have the happiest populations are not always so wealthy. And in pursuit of happiness, we discover not as all well with ourselves, our relationships. And things that make us happy don't last. They get taken away or lose their appeal. No life in this world is not always fair or kind, and our efforts not always rewarded. But Jesus came that our joy may be full. A dance party, white night. Celebrating Australia, whether we do it on the 26th or any other day of the, week, day of the year, we should be celebrating and giving thanks to God for the blessings that we receive by being in this country, how blessed we are. The church wants people to live happy and fulfilled lives and knowing God's grace. But we find opposition and disappointment as we witness and work for justice in this world. Now, rarely consulted by the government about social issues, the church still has much to offer about the cause and effects of greed and the cycles of poverty. And Christians can also contribute to the hurt. We also contribute to hurt in the world by our pursuit of happiness. 
seeking it in comforts and in owning things. Jesus gives a message to simple people, to his disciples, and he doesn't mention things at all that will bring them happiness. We invite people to life, but they see churches filled with gloomy people, burdened by doing works, by being good, having to be good, and having to confess their failures before the law of God. No thanks. I've got enough troubles of my own without adding that sin and guilt thing and sober, joyless living, a person might respond. I wonder what they would, how they would respond if they had a chance to look into our lives this morning. But we are called to be light-filled, salty people. And we're going to hear more about that from Pastor Neville next week. Willing, people who are willing to serve and show compassion to others. And this task can become a burden by its sheer size that it robs us of happiness. We work so hard for it. We fail to share joy and be people of joy. The good news is that Jesus comes and speaks to us the revelation of God, who he is, the God who is for us and who takes away our burdens. He frees us from the gloom of our limited human view of life, gives us a view of life from the Father's perspective. When we hear about Jesus' teaching on the mountain, we might, the people of Israel would have remembered how God spoke law on the mountain of Sinai. And here Jesus is speaking pure gospel. He speaks kindly and gently to us this morning. Although I will raise my voice and conviction, okay? But don't hear that as law. Find peace in his love. Believe in the promise of his coming kingdom and his pronouncement that you are blessed. And the words that Jesus uses on that day are that we are happy or contented, blessed, despite sickness and grief, poverty and rejection in our lives. He gives us a vision of things from God's perspective. We are in God's hands. And he blesses us. Blessed are those who are poor in spirit and holiness because God brings his spirit and holiness to fit us for heaven. Blessed are you, beloved ones who mourn. We can mourn for many things in this life, loss of many things, not just the loss of loved ones. Find comfort in God because in Christ he has conquered death and gives us a new future. Now the meek, usually overrun by the noisy, aggressive movers and shakers and abusers and takers of this world, will actually inherit the earth. So this is the wisdom that Jesus brings that confounds the world. By being meek, you're going to inherit the earth. I thought we'd have to fight for it. Take it off somebody. No, not by sleight of hand or selling dodgy shares or speculation in Bitcoin. And not by pure luck or even by their honest sweat, but by gift. You inherit something because you are a child of the one who passes it on to you. Blessed are you, the meek, by being inheritors of God's wealth. Doesn't that make you smile? 
The meek can stand um, sure and firm. God fights and wins the spoils of war for us. We can be politically active, work for good, speak with conviction. You see, meekness is not without strength. We get the wrong idea about being meek is always backing off. No, you can stand. Stand in this promise. Meekness is not without strength, courage and patience or passion or hope. Our Saviour in meek obedience accepted the cross, the cross and trusting the Father to, to deliver him. And God raised him up and gave him a name above all names. Now we know it's hard to wait when you're truly thirsty and hunger for things to be made right or good. We see much wrong in the world, don't we? And we just long. Our hearts ache for things to be put right. Our hearts ache for God's appearing. And those who ache with hunger and thirst for righteousness will find it in what God supplies to their total satisfaction. Not only a promise of the future, but of now. That you'll be filled by God's blessing. Joy will be yours. We're encouraged by the prophet Micah to know the simplicity of what God requires. That we act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with our God. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. God returns like for like. But of course, our ability to be merciful flows first from God's mercy given to us through his Son. And blessed are the pure in heart. Anybody putting their hands up for that? Pure in heart. For they shall see God. Well, the pure of heart don't make themselves pure, do they? That transformation and innocence comes about by God's action in our lives, in our hearts, in the waters of baptism, in Jesus dwelling within us, the Spirit purifying us for service in his name. He is there to be seen and known in the community of faith, not just at the end of the age. And blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons or children of God. How ironic it is, isn't it, that some nuclear missiles have been dubbed peacemakers in this world. In military efforts to enforce peace through threats and fear, it hasn't worked, has it? In contrast, God delights in peace worked out in communities by humble service and goodwill, by forgiveness. These who use his gifts of bringing peace to the world are his children already, but they are going to be revealed and honoured on that last day. And finally, the hardest source of happiness is to accept happiness in the midst of persecution. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, Jesus says. As Jesus got no better from the world, how can his servants expect any better treatment? So yes, the persecuted are blessed because they suffer with Christ. And they are blessed, doubly blessed, because Jesus adds, blessed are you, when men revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice 
and be glad. For your reward is great in heaven, as with the prophets who were persecuted before you. This is your inheritance. These are promises of blessedness in in the now and in the future. Blessed are, happy are God's people. Note there's no reference to prosperity here as being the source of Christian happiness. Blessed are God's people who, despite poverty and suffering, harsh persecution, are identified and known by God and his mission to save the world. You are known and loved. You are blessed. Beloved ones, happy ones. Have we rejected perhaps the source of this blessing at times? Have we avoided the blessedness that Jesus proclaims in this short sermon? Have we lacked thirsting and hungering for righteousness and, and instead have found satisfaction in worldly things instead? Have we rejected meekness as a way of being in this world and peacemaking? And have we traded it for the self-promoting aggressiveness of the world around us in order to fit in, in order to get ahead? Perhaps we've participated in the, in the impure ways of acting and speaking, lusting for and passively taking in the filth displayed through modern media. No, we're called to be watchful and wary of evil and from absorbing it and standing our hearts and minds. Let's be salt and light. Persecution and ridicule must be surely scary. Scary for us in this world, in this safe place, in this safe country to identify ourselves as Christians. Have we hidden and shied away from being identified as Christians to avoid ridicule and persecution? Or has God given us courage to speak on his behalf? Have we failed to trust in God's protection, to use our witness? He says blessings will come despite persecution. Double blessings, in fact. And I wonder how much of our joy and happiness is actually sourced in noble and honourable things. Or do we find it in a bottle? Do we find it in dominating somebody else? Do we show happiness as a witness to the world? Or are we cheese and crackers Christians lacking generosity and joy when there is a much wonderful, a wonderful banquet of God's blessings to be shared? How do people see us? The good news is that your reward is already in heaven, awaiting you, assured. So when troubles come your way, you can show the world your contentment and unshakable joy and hope in Christ that you can share generously in times of need, even when your resources are limited. What a great witness that is to the world, that you have confidence in God supplying you what's, out, what's not in your pantry, that you would share, it, no, share its contents with somebody else. I encourage you to display that endless joy faithfulness and goodness and meekness found in God. Hold on to hope. Keep a watch over your tongue. Fill it with joy and praise. Be the slow to anger, peacemaking, salt of the earth people that you are. Shine with the light of God's blessing in Christ Jesus. 
encounter that false impression that many outside the church have of us. Invite them to the joy that you know and the blessedness of God's grace. Not to the joyless burden and guilt that comes by the law, but by the grace of your loving Saviour who's with you always. Live the blessedness of being beloved children of God. Blessed and happy are you as the peace and blessing of God that passes all human understanding continues to remain in you and with you in Christ Jesus now and always. Shine in your church, gather together.